For those of you that I haven't met, my name is uh, Ben Comer, and, um, and I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, privileged uh, and honored to be able to serve on the creation team and uh, leading this. And um, I apologize for not being able to engage with you as much as I would have liked so far in setup, um, but um, hopefully that'll change and continue to improve. Um, hopefully they'll give me more freedom tomorrow, um, but right now um, for... Everybody else's well-being, I'm having to, to kind of pull back. For those of you that know me well, you would already recognize that my norm would be that I would love to shake your hand, I would love to hug you, uh, but today that may not be wisdom for all of us. And so um, I have to uh, restrain myself uh, until they tell me um, that it's okay. So, but uh, as... Um, Many of you have probably already said, I am so excited to be back here in this place with all of you after three years. Who could have imagined and dreamed that when we stood here on the Sunday of 2019, that it would take us three years to get back here? None of us would have ever dreamed, right? We could have never... Uh, come to that conclusion on our own. Um, But we need to make sure that we never take these moments for granted. If anything has taught me over the last three years is we just never know when the next time we're going to have this same opportunity. And in all of your service, which I know I'm so incredibly thankful for and God is incredibly proud of, do not miss the moments of ministry that God has for you. It's very easy because all of you are great doers. You're very great doers. But God also wants you to be a beer where he can be in with you and minister to you. So each, even this week, there will be moments. Um, for me, I wasn't even sure if I was going to be able to make it to this service. And so I'm just so thankful uh, to be able to join with all of you here today. Um, We do want to bring some special prayer requests before we get into the message, uh, because there are um, many, and then you can shout some out quickly, and we'll we'll pray again uh, for for special needs. But uh, many of you, some of you may know our friend Bruce Leonard. He was planning to come from out west to help us. But his 37-year-old daughter is in need of a liver transplant. Her name is JC. And so we want to continue. Some of you may have heard me mention this on some of our Zoom calls, but we want to really pray for her. Uh, Is Miss Edith here or is she not here yet? She's not here yet. So Miss Edith has been, uh, you know, fighting uh, breast cancer and she's still going to be here with us. So we want to uh, continue to lift her up. Obviously, there's lots of people still traveling in. Uh, and so we want to continue to pray for them. Or any other needs you want to shout out real quickly? Any other prayer requests that I didn't know about? Yeah, amen. That's right. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Miss Denny. Thank you. 
Any, any of the other ones? That's excellent. Thank you. Let's just pray together. God, thank you so much uh, for the faith that is in this room, in this building, all over this campground, people, other places serving even right now. And God, we just ask that you would just meet all of these needs. Yes, that God, you would give us, uh, all of us that are stepping into different positions and different situations, whether it be supervisors or volunteers or admin and all these different things. God, give us supernatural wisdom and grace to be able to know exactly what to do and how to lead and how to be able to best serve all the needs of the festival. God, we ask you to be with all the people that are, have been working for weeks here physically, for all the Jesus ministry team, for all the other volunteers, people that have come in from out of state to be able to serve for many, many weeks. God, we ask you just to supernaturally give them the strength and the energy and just the grace to be able to enjoy all that's going to happen this week. God, we ask you to be with JC. God, we've been praying for her. God, we believe that supernaturally you can provide a liver and let the transplant go forth as it should and, and that you would restore uh, this young life, God, that she could be a blessing to her family and God, that you would be such an encouragement to all of our friends uh, in Creation Northwest. God, we ask you just to bless Bruce and his whole family right now. God, we ask you to be with Miss Edith. God, give her a, an amazing week, God, as she is determined to come and lead children's ministry, even in the face of all she's walking through with her cancer treatment. God, we thank you for giving her strength and wisdom and the, just this supernatural ability to be able to walk in what you've asked her to lead and to do. We just pray for all the traveling mercies of all the leaders, all the volunteers, and all of our participants coming in as well. We cover all the vehicles, all the roads, that there be no accidents and no breakdowns. God, all the, 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 the things that could hinder people from being able to see what you want to do in their life here at this festival. Remove the barriers so they can be able to come and experience what you have for them. We just ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we want to welcome Eternal Life Tabernacle, or ELT, to our worship uh, here this morning. If that's you, can you wave at me just so I know who I'm talking to? All right. Well, thank you all so much. Uh, they are a wonderful body of Christ that worships here at the farm every Sunday. And we thank you all so much for joining us here today for this annual service. Um, 50 Sundays out of the year, we want you guys to lead the charge. And I know you're doing an amazing job of, uh, of ministering and, and sharing the love of Jesus. And we'll join with you here two Sundays out of the year. Uh, this, this next Sunday, uh, from a week from today, Pastor Ray Garcia will also be ministering here uh, for the closeout service on uh, next Sunday at 9 a.m. So if any of you are able to be a part of that, we encourage you. He's a great friend from one of our uh, city churches in the heart of Philadelphia. Troy Duhan greets you, and he cannot wait to see you all on Wednesday. Troy is so thankful for all of your efforts as we're relaunching Creation 22 to see how many lives God is going to change. I love being in this place with you all. I love the worship when everyone gets at main stage, but more than anything, creation is about the life change that happens when people encounter their Savior, Jesus Christ. 
that's the reason why we do all this. That's the reason why we, we sweat and go through sunburn and bug bites and all the other things that we're going to deal with over the next week because we want to be able to see the life change that happens in the campsites and at the main stage and at the fringe and in the woods and all these other places. So as you're serving, constantly remind yourself, I'm doing this because somebody, their life could be changed leaning up against this tree, listening to this speaker in the woods on Thursday at 2 p.m. Because it's happened over and over and over again. And so we are now providing another opportunity for it to happen again. So today is a unique opportunity because, because as we said, we, we only speak to you in this format a couple of times a year, once at the supervisor banquet, and then again today. So it's kind of like a mixture of a State of the Union address and a, a message of inspiration and challenge or whatever you know, God has for us today. So I'm going to try to do all of those things to the best of my ability and do it in less than the next three hours. I'm going to hold it to less than three hours. No, 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 just kidding. It's not going to take near that long. Um, but um, so hopefully th- this is a, I, I had a message prepared and this is, it rarely happens to me, but I totally trashed it and started over yesterday. So, um, so uh, hopefully this is a, the version two is better than version one. So we'll see how it impacts you. So have you ever asked yourself, how did I get here? How did I get here? In 2002, I had just started working for a new ministry in New Orleans, and it was a brand new deal for me. Um, I had been a youth pastor at several different places, and so I was taking over this other youth ministry opportunity, and it was going to involve some travel and some other things that were going to you know, seem to be cool and glamorous and all these things like that. And so within a few months, I was actually invited to go with one of our other leaders from this ministry to this really big uh, youth outreach that was happening outside of our city. And so it was like, wow, this is a big deal. So we get there and it's, you know, happening. It's really fun and all this. And then they pull myself and this other minister into these other planning meetings that are about how they can grow this. And, and I'm brand new to this job. I mean, I've only been doing it a couple of months. And I, I know the leader, he and I were friends for, for five years, but all the rest of these guys were in this big round table in this big house. And I'm like, I don't know, I didn't know any of these guys the day before. And now there's all this strategy going on and there's this discussion and passion and like, oh, I don't think that's right. And it was all back and forth and all these kind of things. And I, I'm sitting next to a guy that, that some of you would know if I mentioned his name, that he's a well-known evangelist. And he, and I look over to him and I, and I just, I knew him a little bit better than everybody else. And I'm like, how do we get ourselves in this place? How do we end up here? Probably many of you have asked yourself about that in different times of your life. How did I stumble onto this amazing opportunity or how did I get myself into this huge mess? You may be curious uh, to think about how did you get to Agape Farm or a part of Jesus Ministries or like me, how did you stumble into creation? Maybe you've been asking yourself that same question for 30 years or maybe 
This is the first time you've ever made it here. Who's here for the very first time for setup? Yay! Thank you all so much. So today we're going to look at the big idea. Could you be here for such a time as this? If you would, if you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Esther, this morning we're going to look at a simple story that I'm believing will be impactful for all of our young people as well as those of us that have been walking with Jesus for a long time. So I'm, I'm not going to preach the whole book of Esther. That way we keep it under the three-hour mark. But I just want to summarize a few things before we get into our text. So we're going to look at just some real quick. The summary of Esther chapter 3, you will remember that the children of Israel had been, they had been conquered. They had been defeated and carried into captivity. So this is one of the captivity stories. And in Esther chapter 3, the evil Haman, who's a ruler in this kingdom, he plots to exterminate all the Jews. So this has been a common theme throughout all history. Let's kill all the Jews. And for those of you that know this book well, will remember that Esther was established as queen in chapter 2. So it may feel like, if you're just reading it just real, you know, real quickly, at chapter 2 to First chapter 3, like, wow, things are really moving quickly. Well, there's actually five years between chapter 2 and chapter 3. So she, Esther's selected as queen, which is an amazing other story that I encourage you uh, to study. We're not going to talk about that a lot, but it was a, all these miracles took place. And now she's living this royal life for five years. For five years, this is what she just, she's the queen. She's in charge. She's all the glamour, all the glitz, all the benefits. She was an orphan foreigner that now has miraculously been selected as queen. She had to have asked herself at some point, how did I get to this place? How did I get here? Well, the, the, the one, point number one, if you're taking notes, is for these five years, that was, a, number one, a time of preparation. God was instilling in her preparation for what was yet to come, just like he does all of us. In 2014, when Troy and I joined the creation team, we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> Literally no idea. Then we had, in 2015, we had terrible weather at five different events and massive financial losses in 2015. Then we had incredible financial pressure on the festival for 2016 and 17. Then in December of 2017, the nightmare of pain begins at another level with the losing of the founder. In 2018 and 2019, we're just scraping to be able to dig out. Then to cancel two years of the festival in 2021. So then in December of 2021, after four years of the nightmare... Then it's time for Bill to step aside, to be able to do other things that God has called him to do. You talk about preparation. We're still in that. And so thank you, Denise, and everybody else who, who's seen that, hey, we just, we're just all doing the, our part. We're just all doing our part. But we in no way beguile my dear friend, Bill. 
for him to hang in there with me for four years after December 17 is a miracle beyond miracles. I cannot go into all the reasons why that was so traumatic for him. But it's been such a blessing for him to to help weather the storm with Troy and myself. But think about what God has been preparing you for. We, We have this amazing opportunity to have a fresh start now, ready to worship and ready for God to show up supernaturally. But what has this last season been like for you? Maybe a season of cancer treatment like Edith, or maybe a season of great prosperity like Queen Esther had. She had everything. Or maybe it's been a season of suffering, challenging, and stretching like it's been for me. Either way, preparation means something important is coming, and preparation is valuable if you're willing to embrace it. Because sometimes in challenges, instead of engaging in the preparation, we say, "Mm, nope, sorry, God, get me out of this. Get me out of here. But if we're going to allow it to prepare us, we've got to embrace it. All right, let's look in, uh, if you have have your Bibles open or on your phones, Esther chapter 4, we'll look at a few verses, continuing on our story. Esther 4, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. When Mordecai learned all that had been done, Mordecai tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the city, and he cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went up to the entrance of the king's gate, for no one was allowed to enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. And in every providence where the king's command, king's command and his decree reached, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting and weeping and lamenting, and many of them lay in sackcloth and ashes. So our guy Haman is like, I'm going to kill all the Jews. I'm going to exterminate them because I'm mad. He's mad at Mordecai because Mordecai won't bow to him. He won't honor him because he's not, he, he, Mordecai is following the laws of, of what God had told him to do. They, they're only supposed to bow to, to God, the one true God. And so the response is Mordecai is like, okay, he's going to try to decimate us. Well, I've got to be able to be the person that, I, you know, that I'm going to choose to repent. I'm going to choose to humble myself. I'm going to choose. So that's uh, point number two is not just a time of preparation, but a time to repent. Have you ever been going through life and think, hey, I'm a really good person. I'm really doing good. I really am great at things. I care for people. And then all of a sudden you're hit in the face. Oh, I'm a sinner. Oh, I hurt somebody. I didn't even know it. Oh, I need to repent of this. This was unintentional, but that was wrong. Well, Mordecai was this super wise man. He was so righteous. Study this guy, and you'll see all the amazing things that he did. At the, you know, how he led Esther to get to the place where she was selected as, as queen. And then at the end of chapter 2, he uncovers this plot to kill the king and saves the king's life. But in chapter 4, he is repenting, fasting, and weeping. Well, just a few days ago on Friday, this happened to me again. I'm literally going through the day. I'm I'm driving up here from Louisiana, uh, just 
so much fun to be able to drive 19 hours in a, in a vehicle with, a, with a, a trailer hooked up behind it. It's so much fun, as you all know. And so, I'm, uh, and so I get a phone call from our friend Preston, you know, that's going to be, you know, the MC on main stage. Some of you may know him. Well, I get a phone call from him, and he's like, look, you and Troy, he's just going on and on about how most, most people would have run away from the challenge. Run away. But you guys stood in the gap with all of you, obviously. You all stood in the gap as well. And so he's just encouraging me and praising me. And the first thing I tell him is, okay, don't tell Troy that, that don't say it like that way to Troy because he can't handle that. But um, he said, no, no, I won't. And so, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, this is going to be amazing. Well, then the next day on Friday, I had uh, recently, we, we were at an, an event where, in Pittsburgh where we were sharing about creation with some youth ministers. And we reconnected with one of the speakers that we haven't had here at the festival in many years. And I was so excited to see him again. He's such a great evangelist. He just loves to be able not just to evangelize, but to teach people how to be evangelists. And so I read his book, and I, I'm so excited, and I go online, and I put in the speaker application for him to come to back in 23 to be one of our speakers, and I'm just so excited. And so I get this email and phone call. Hey, the president, this other lady who I have talked to before, um, she, she wants to talk to you about your request. I'm like, oh, sure, absolutely. She calls on Friday. I'm here by now and uh, camping and getting ready. And she reminds me that she's not super confident that she can say yes to this because of the way we left things in 2016. And I'm like, I couldn't remember how we left things in 2016. I thought we'd done good. I'm a good guy. I I'm, have integrity. I do what I say I'm going to do. But this time I didn't. We said we were going to pay them this much money, and we paid them some. And then eventually we just, after a long time, way too long, like 18 months long, they forgave the rest of the debt that we owed them. So they forgave it, but it's still the sins of the past hit me in the face. And there were lots of factors tied to that, and that's what I was trying to explain to her again, but that's where my sin was where I was excusing the things that I couldn't control and my inability to be able to close the gap on this financial loss. And so now I get to be hit again with the reality that I can't make excuses and how it was just because it didn't feel like it was my, all my fault that the bill was not fully paid. So I got to repent again to the speaker, to the president, and even wrote a letter to their whole board. So if you've been injured here by me, by creation, by Jesus Ministries, by life, or your home church, I choose to stand here and repent for all of that. I choose to own anything that I've done to cause you pain. I'm truly sorry. 
and I'm asking for your forgiveness. We have to all look down deep and say, do you need, do you individually need to repent of anything today? Or do you need to forgive someone for something? It's pretty close to 100% one or the other is true. Or both. That's right. Either you need to repent or you need to forgive. Let's keep going. Esther chapter 4, jumping down to verse 12, still in the English Standard Version. And they told Mordecai what Esther had said. Then Mordecai told them to reply to Esther, do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. So number three, time for courage and faith. The way things work with this king, if he summons you, you came immediately. That's the beginning of chapter one with the, the queen that was before Esther. But then if he didn't summon you, you stayed away. You didn't go see him because if you came in unannounced, you were not summoned, then he, you had about 10 seconds for him to extend his royal scepter or they were going to take you off and execute you. Those are the two choices. And so that's what Esther knew. She knew that if she went in unannounced, he either had to extend the scepter or else it was over. So no matter how much you have walked in faith and courage, every challenge requires a new level of faith and courage. Doesn't matter what we've ever walked through, all of you that have been walking with Jesus for a long time, it's the reality that it's always new whenever it's a new challenge, a new thing that you don't know if you're going to be able to walk through. I encourage you to read the rest of the book of Esther this week and see how God sustained and rescued Esther, Mordecai, and all the Jews in their faith. I know another familiar passage of scripture that always comes to mind when we think about this is Peter walking on the water. I have many friends, I have two different friends in particular, one of which is, is Troy, that he always talks about the reality of it's time to get out of the boat. It's time to get out of the boat. And it's that amazing ideal that if I'm getting out of the boat then it doesn't make any sense that I should be able to walk on this water. What's the only thing that's going to allow me to walk on the water? Looking at Jesus. Focused on him. That's the only way Peter was able to, he, he, he started off looking at Jesus. He got distracted with the winds and the waves. We get distracted with the calamity, the challenge, all the pressure, all the things. And then he's like, oh no, Jesus help me. 
And so we've got this week, we have to choose to operate in faith and courage that we will constantly keep our eyes on Jesus. If the, some of the musicians would come on up as we get ready to, to close in prayer. Um, I've shared lots about myself and the ministry in this message today, and I think that's important. But you need, because I want you to hear the heart of where we are and the heart of where we believe God is bringing us as a festival. But now I need you to think about where are you? Why are you here today? And what of these three is God really drilling down to you on? Could you be here for such a time of this? Could you be in a time of preparation? And let me just remind you, preparation is not just for young people. God is constantly preparing us throughout our lives. Is this a time where we have to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to let you prepare me this week for something that's coming up in the fall or a year from now or whenever it may be, I'm willing to be prepared. Could this be a time of repentance today? Is today a day when you need to go to someone or call someone? Or maybe it's just a time when you need just to repent in your heart because if you went to someone, it would actually cause more pain if you tried to bring up something that they may not even know they did. Either way, if, we, if, if, you, if today could be a day to ask for forgiveness so that we can be able to move forward in the faith and courage that God has for us. Are you really in a tight spot right now and God is asking you, will you really trust me or are you gonna try to handle it on your own? Because I know you and I don't know all of you personally, but I know your character of how hard you work and how diligent you are. Then I know it's, your, it's gonna be all of your tendency that when something happens bad, you're gonna grab it and push it forward. And sometimes God says, hold your hand open and let me do it instead. That's faith, that's courage, not manhandling it. So right where you are, you don't have to stand, right where you are, wherever you're seated, let's just bow our heads and let's let God talk to us for a few minutes. And I'm gonna close in prayer, uh, this part, and then I'm gonna have one last section, don't leave. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have one last section, but just think about those three things. Is God, are you preparing me right now? Do I need, is this a season of repentance right now? Or is this a season of faith and courage? And just let God talk to you for a few minutes. That's so hard to see Took me so long to believe it That you chose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it You give what I don't deserve it You take these broken things Raise them to glory And you are my champion 
giants fall when we stand undefeated. Every battle you've won, I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in this heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered. right now in Jesus name that that those that are here and even those that are on their way God that parts of this message would 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 stick with us this week that we would choose to walk in preparation in repentance and in faith and courage God whatever you're stirring in us right now God let us be obedient to it let us be, let's be submitted to what you're telling us to do and what we need to have happen in our heart so that we can be those clean, pure vessels that you can flow through and serve so well, so all week long. God, help us to pass on the, the, this message of what it means that we're going to choose to walk in the fullness of what it means to be totally surrendered to you this week. We're going to take the risk. We're going to go to people. We're going to settle old, old accounts. And we're going to choose to walk in faith and purpose and courage. We just ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. If y'all could just keep playing for a minute. I, got, well, I have a few more things. Just one more scripture. I know some of you were thought that this was going to be the text. And I, I, wait, I waffled back and forth with it. But I've been promising many of you for months now that this is the theme of what we're going to talk about all week long and so I don't want to leave you hanging about the fruit of the spirit so if you flip over to Galatians chapter 5 we're going to read a few verses there and then this will be what as we talk in different leaders and we encourage you to talk in your individual teams as well about the fruits of the spirit all week long and how we're going to live that out in everything that we do. Galatians 5, starting in verse 13, I'm reading from the NIV in this passage. It says, you and my brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use this freedom to indulge the flesh, rather to serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this command, love your neighbor as yourself. 
If you bite and devour each other, watch out, you will be destroyed by each other. I heard about some biting yesterday. Sad. No more biting. Let's put the biting aside. Verse 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. For they are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. We can't do whatever we want. Believe it. Unbelievable, right? 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft. All of those are like, those are the big ones, right? Let's look at the next list. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's some really bad stuff in there. The beginning and the end is like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. I'd never do that. Some that easily can, but there's this middle part that any of us could get sucked into even this week. Let's look at this, look at this list a little bit. Discord. That is not right. That department isn't doing my department right. Jealousy. Why do they get that and I don't get that? Fits of rage. I've heard stories of all kinds of angry leaders over the years and even some yesterday. Selfish ambition. I'm going to get what I want. And my team's going to get what we need no matter what. Dissension. I'm, gonna, I'm going on my direction because I'm right and everybody else is wrong. Factions. We've been talking about this for years. But some of y'all are fighting it. We are all one team. We need all of y'all to do your individual functions. But if you can't be happy and communicate with the team next to you, we're in trouble. And so factions can't live. Silos can't live. If they do, it causes all these other, these are, these are sins. These are not problems. These are sins. And this inhibits us from being able to have the fruit of the Spirit in our heart, which then inhibits us from being able to be able to be a blessing to the people that are coming to see God transform their life. Envy. I wish I was like that person. I wish I had their golf cart. Their radio is better than mine. What's the matter with these people? Jeff has stuck me again with the worst golf cart. We get to repent of those and the really bad ones in the list and choose to not let it in you this week. Back to the choice. Again, some of you need to have conversations today to get past some of the 
sins from the list above. God is challenging you right now, and I'm asking you to not let another day go by with unresolved anger, unforgiveness, or any of these other sins on the list. Don't let the sun go down today. Remember, who you are under pressure is who you really are. Character comes out under pressure. And if anger comes out, then that means that's really what's on the inside of you. Frustration comes out whenever under pressure, then that's what's really on the inside of you. So we get the junk out now. So when the real pressure comes and we've got thousands of people trying to get in our arena, we can handle it. Once we've repented and we're walking in the cleansing blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ, then we get to focus on the fruit of the Spirit. That's what I've been saying we're going to do this week. Well, we've got to get the junk out first. And then verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. So, which through the Spirit are you going to walk out today? When I see you, when we're having conversations, be ready. I'm going to ask you, what through the Spirit are you working on today? And you get to do that with each other. And you get to do that with your teams. And we get to love people well all week long. Please stand with me. God, I just thank you so much for this amazing group. God, I, I, can't even, I can't even believe all the wealth of knowledge, effort, uh, decades of serving this property, this festival, the local church, all these other scenarios, God. And I just thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this team. God, we ask right now in Jesus' name that you would give us the boldness the, this determination, God, that we would not let any sin be in our heart on any level because we really want to represent you well this week. We want to love each other well. We want to have grace toward one another. We want to live all the gentleness and the self-control and all the other gifts of the Spirit. We want to live those to the fullest this week. God, we commit our hearts to you right now. And we just thank you for being the center of all that we're going to do and for giving us great encouragement all throughout this week. We thank you for us being able to partner together in this amazing endeavor. Bless every single person here. I pray blessing and strength and health and just prosperity on every person's soul so that they could be able to be used to the fullest and to experience your presence all week long. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all so much.